wants to jump. 1,000 cars. Sir, you have a 1,000 cars. I don't think I'd attempt to try this stunt. Or we, we owe this horsepower to Uncle Sam. <laughs> Too many cars. Car. You know, roses would be... Uh... Like, I put my beer belly on it. Yeah. And you can't immediately tell somebody how many cars you have. You'll really give those uppity yuppies something to think about. Stay on the bar. Don't go yeah. off the bar with your Bronco. 1980 Volvo horns, what's right? Like, me, me. Yeah, the man's coolant. <laughs> and he's like, oh, I thought it'd be small. It's for a small car. And I'm like, yeah, but it's, it's still an automatic transmission. They're never going to be light. It's definitely going to have to crash. Starting off with Brad buying another car. That's the West. <laughs> Internet. You know, is this a Nigerian oil print? Uh, I also wish you drove a tan Camry. Anyways, anyway, that, that's har- a horrible, very horrible podcast content. Very inside joke. Auto off topic. How are you, Brad? Andrew, I am great. Welcome to 2024. That's right. Have uh, you ruined all of actually... your? Have you ruined all of your New Year's resolutions already? Uh, I said I would respect all builds, and I have not. You have not respected all builds. Nope. Okay, so you've already ruined it. Yeah, definitely. Sorry. Sorry to hear that. I said I wouldn't make any New Year's resolutions, and then I said I would finish the eclipse this month, and then I'd finish an eclipse. Sorry, not an eclipse. My plan is to finish, or at least make one car better each month this year. So I ruined my plan to not make any resolutions by making a resolution. But the plan is finish the eclipse this month. Next month, move on to the um, 81 Cressida, the beige car, then make the white Starion run, and then just kind of like really buckle down and get on those all at the same time whilst making progress on the Mustang each month as well. So things have to get done this year. I can't sit on things. And I was doing really good at the end of last year, so I'm trying to carry that momentum forward. Got a little bit of downtime with the waiting for parts plus the holidays for the eclipse. So that's almost over. So hopefully we can get some progress going pretty quick. But uh, There is an eclipse in the United States this year. So Yeah, there's a few of them. All Mitsubishis. Uh, when is that? Is it a solar eclipse or a lunar eclipse? Uh, no, it is a solar eclipse. Uh a total eclipse, I believe. Of the heart? If you're in the path. Uh, and it's going to go across northern New England. I think it's in April. So I'm not in the path. Well, you have to look at the map because it's it, it's an arc, obviously. So well, you if I can't be. see it, I will hold a piece of cardboard that is the same shape as my eclipse in front of my eyes. And I'll cover my eclipse okay. in the driveway at the same time. All right. There you so, go. Yes. Anyway, excellent. What do you have going on today, Andrew? Have you uh, held fast and true to your typical New England wintertime car projects and done nothing? Uh, that is correct. I am. I have started on the scale autocast, scale autocast group build. Excellent. That's as much as I'll say on that. Excellent. We talked I have, about it on. I have also started on that. I have a, a kit already in paint and assembly. So. Yeah, I'm doing body prep, but um, 
speaking of that, go on YouTube and watch that episode of Scale Autocast. It's on there for us. Yes. Yeah, we have not released them as audio only. We released them as work. video only, just because there is video, a video aspect to it as well. Um, maybe some feedback if you do watch it. I think it would work as audio too. Maybe we'll also upload them as bonus audio because it's already existing, right? Why not? Yeah, we'll maybe. See. We'll see what happens. Um, yeah, that's what I've been doing. I'm, I'm counting on the days because I think we are at like. 24 days to um, Rolex 24. Sounds about right. Uh, that's really what I'm looking for. For yep. two. Yep. Yeah, no, I am super excited for that. Um, I You have been to a few endurance races. I think you've been to that race before. Uh, I have never I have. been to an endurance race. So I am stoked. This is my first full-on 24-hour endurance race. I know it's going to be kind of a whirlwind trip because we're literally flying in, watching the race, and flying home. But it's fine. I'm into it. Yeah, but we're... I mean, that's what I did last time. But, I mean, we're there Friday to Monday. Right. I did it... Like, I flew in Saturday for the start and then left a little bit before the end. So a little less of a a whirlwind, but still a whirlwind nonetheless. So I'm, I'm excited um, for it. It'll be easier for me because there's no time change. You'll have a bit of a time change. So I don't think that I'll get too screwed up because I'm not going to have much actual, like I can sleep yeah. whenever because we go into a 24 hour race. Right. So it doesn't really matter. Like I'm not going to have to reacclimate at all. Yeah. I'll be able um, to watch more or later into the night. Cause I'll be like, although it's also, it's summertime, so I'm only two hours off. So it's really not that much. Wintertime. Yeah. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I continue to be screwed up by that. It is wintertime. Um, wintertime. Yeah, you've been to, like, Lime Rock, but those aren't... That's not an endurance race. I've it's been to sports break. car races. <laughs> it's only three hours. Yeah, I've been to sports car yeah. races, just never an, an endurance race. I've been... I think an endurance is considered... Over six hours. Yeah, it's, check, check, checks out. So yeah, I've been to sports car racing, and I've been to Daytona. Now I'm just combining the two mm-hmm. of those with endurance. So because I've seen NASCAR at Daytona a few times. I used to go with my dad, uh, and I've been to a few different sports car races over the years. So I'm curious to see what you think of the track, because you haven't been there in a while. Like, if it looks different, like the facility. I don't know what I'll remember, honestly. Because I was like, when I went there, I was impressed at how gigantic the place is. Yeah, it is huge. I mean, I don't think it's getting any bigger. And it's, track's the same, so. Yeah, but it just doesn't, it doesn't compute on, or it doesn't get conveyed on TV how giant it is. Because it is a two and a half mile oval. And well, like, when on TV, up the stairs. On TV, a two and a half mile oval presents almost as like a football stadium. Yeah. That's the problem. But you television. can fit football stadiums inside of them. Oh, 100%. Because it's two and a half miles around. To, to put it into comparison, yeah. when NASCAR does a race inside a football stadium, the track is less than a half a mile. So now make that racetrack yeah. two and a half miles long from less than a half a mile. It's a big difference. Well, yeah. When you talk about the clash, because that's even smaller than a modern football stadium. Yeah. Less than half a mile. 
So, yeah, it's it's uh it's big. I don't know. I'm actually gonna look and see how like how many acres it is. So that's a it's a big area. I don't know. Uh, well, wasn't that like the oh, Indy 500 coverage? It was like what? 180 acre infield. Wow. Yeah. That's huge. Lake Lloyd, the lake which is inside the infield, is 29 acres. Okay. Just the just the, yeah. just the, the lake. So, yeah, the, the 180 acre infield. That's just the infield. The whole complex is 500 acres. So it's a big, big place. Yeah. And then my other mission while I'm there is I want to see where my seats are for the Daytona 500. Oh, okay. Cause you can walk everywhere during the, uh, during the endurance race. Do you know where around about they're going to be? I do. No, I have them in the app. I know exactly what seats they are. Okay. What corner, what turn are they at? And you could, they're turn it would be turn one because after the start finish line, right? Well, are they in the trioval or are they into like turn one? So if you're in the infield looking at the stands, they're basically in the top left. So that'd be turn one. Yeah. That's cool. So yeah, I used I to go with fun. my father. We had amazing tickets that were behind the flagman. So that was crazy. Pretty crazy to have those tickets. Yeah. Well, I guess. My father can correct me and we can have a pedantic correction next week, but I think it's because my grandfather had been buying them since like the fifties or sixties and they kept getting, you know, upgraded every year. So we had really good seats at that place until NASCAR got greedy and they decided they wanted to not sell individual NASCAR day tickets. And they tried to sell us whole week long speed weeks passes for way more than we were willing to spend. So we had to give them up. But so well, they're selling day, yeah, even... day tickets again. Oh, they, they would sell day tickets, but not for the seats we had, I guess, or something like that. Again, no, ask them but even them. those, these were not cheap. This is not something I would do every year. This is a, a let's do it because I've never done it before type yeah. thing. So you're, so you're saying it costs more than the, the Rolex tickets? Uh, it costs, I, well, I'm going with my wife my and my in-laws and... You know, Stephanie's like, is there a kid's ticket? I'm like, there's definitely not a kid's ticket. There's not kid's tickets to the Super Bowl, Stephanie. I was like, yeah. Not... yeah. So <laughs> I'm like, you better enjoy it because I bought five tickets and the five tickets cost more than the entire trip to the Rolex. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. I get you. Well, I know that um, he'll enjoy but... it. Maybe not for the entire three and a half no. hours of the race, but he'll definitely no. enjoy being at a NASCAR race. So. But it's more for my in-laws so that we can, because yep. they've always wanted to go. They're NASCAR fans. Yep. So trying to give them some experience and sure. also enjoy the experience ourselves. Yep. So. Well, it'll give them um, ch- ch- time with their grandson and family yep. time. And it's pretty, it's pretty cool trip. Yeah. We're not going down just for that. We're going to do some Disney before that. So. Sure. So you picked all, you picked all the cheap things to do. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> all the the best things you can do in Florida. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Disney, I, Daytona. I guess we go to like yeah, <laughs> yeah. We we go to like maybe cheap would be like a Gator show or something, which I bet Marco would also enjoy. 
you should probably try to find a gator show while you're there. Now that you've put that into the universe, that sounds like an epic time. <laughs> so I have not been to Florida in a very long time. So it'll be interesting to go back to to Daytona. Actually, that's not true. I was there a few years ago. I drove into it to pick up a car. I forgot about that. Yeah, I've the been, like, last time I was there Florida. was yeah, the last time I was there was for Sebring, which was also cool. But it's in the middle of nowhere, unlike Daytona. So, yeah, I think I was in Florida when I was like 22 or 23. Was the last time I spent any time there, and then I did pick up a car there with a trailer a few years back. But I was only just over the border and out quickly, so haven't been there in a while. We'll see what's new in the old state of Florida, Arizona of the East, yeah, if you will. Definitely. That's um, so. Yeah, that's what I'm looking forward to. Um, but you know, have you done any project car stuff? You said you did a couple things. So, kind of. I haven't done much, but there's a little there's progress updates. Uh, the cylinder head is ready for pickup with the Eclipse. Mm. So, <clears throat> I shared some pictures on. I think I only shared them on Discord. And maybe yeah, on join the Discord. Yeah, maybe on Threads. I didn't share them on Instagram because they weren't very photogenic, and I like to put nice pictures on Instagram. Um, looks beautiful. The uh, machine shop went all out, and they made it look brand new. It actually legitimately looks brand new. I've never seen one cleaned this well. I don't know what they do, but it it looks actually brand new. There's not a mark on it. Nothing stained. Like it looks like a brand new casting. I, I, it's amazing. The only issue they ran into, which I need to figure out, I just learned today, now I need to figure out how to fix this, or how to find the parts. I'm sure they exist. He went to take off the cam gears to do new cam seals on the end of the, on the, end of the cams. Um, and thankfully he did take them off, because both of the dowel pins were shattered. So in the cams, the cams that hold on, the, sorry, the, the dial pins that hold the cam gears in place. Yeah. They're shattered. So from the shock yep. of the belt jamming or something. Correct. So at least we know that instead of putting it all together and then starting the car and then having it immediately fail. The, having the cam gears shear off and it yes. bend all the valves again. Yes. Ugh. Which is what happened to me 20 years ago, <clears throat> if you don't remember. I got my car back and did not do the work myself. I farmed it out because I did not have the knowledge, time, or skill set at that time in my life to do it myself. And I got the car back, and the shop did not check those cams or those um, dial pins. And the engine lasted about 500 miles when the cam gear came off. So I should have thought about it myself this time, but I didn't because it's been 20 years since then. But at least the machine shop did. And so now he couldn't find them quickly. So I need to find the dowel pins. I haven't even, I honestly haven't even looked yet. I don't know if they're available new, hmm. but I'm sure somebody in our network of Eclipse DSM 4G63 people must have a set. So, I'll or somebody it. knows how to figure out what they are because they're just, yeah, they're just pins. steel dowel pins. Yeah. yeah. So there's some sort of measurement to them. Yeah, he, he gave me the measurement. I forget what it was. Yeah, I wrote it down. So I'll figure out what they are. 
So I'll need to get those before I can put the whole car together. Um, I'm still waiting on some parts anyway, so it's not like I can just throw the whole car together. Uh, the important thing is I do have all the gasket sets and the new head bolts, so I can start the assembly. So I can get it all the way to the point where it's time for the timing belt. I'm still waiting for some parts for that. So I can at least have it pretty much ready to go. Um, hopefully pretty quickly is the is the plan. I'm hoping I can get the cylinder head back on. Um, maybe this weekend is pushing it, but hopefully before next week is out. Because uh, I'm going to actually have my parents be in town for a bit, so I probably won't be doing much work on it while they're here. So, Or maybe I'll just uh, force my dad to help me put it together. Yeah. So, nonetheless. Yeah, so that, that's uh, that's all taken care of. Uh, I hit three thousand miles in the motorcycle, so that project is also Ooh. come up because three thousand miles is time for an oil change, and time oh. for a valve job, like a valve job, a uh, oh. valve adjustment. How old and British? Yes. Well, that's part of the reason the bike is so cheap because it relies on old British technology, and it has three thousand mile intervals on the valve adjustments. It's a single cam, single cylinder, so it's not like a super labor-intensive job to do that. <clears throat> it looks like once you've done it once, you can probably do it in like 45 minutes. It'll probably take me a little longer the first time, but that is actually this weekend's plan to do that. So I don't want to ride that too far beyond the allotted mileage without having fixed it properly. So I'll be doing that this weekend. So... I will say that the more miles I put on it, because I bought it with a lot less miles on it, um, and I've read a bunch of places that the, the more you ride it, the more it kind of wakes up and doesn't get fast, but gets faster or quicker. Uh, and it's definitely true. Um, I was riding it this weekend, or last weekend, I guess. Last Saturday, I rode it to the Pavs, uh, Pavs show, and I was able to maintain... 75 80 on the highway the whole way there so when i first started riding it i was not <laughs> now i can weird yep yeah they, they say that's a thing i don't know if it's ecu learning or just parts wearing in i don't know but i definitely couldn't How do strange. 75 80 when i first got it and that's what people say like eventually it 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 seems to like come into its own right about three thousand miles so I mean, it's definitely like it doesn't have much left in it after 80, but no, it's not built for speed, obviously, anyway. But I mean, if, if I can do 80, you can ride it across country at that point, right? It's not. Yeah, it's not a big deal. So it has a little bit left for passing if necessary, but it's it seems totally content. 70 to 75. It doesn't seem like it's overstressed. It's running about 4200 RPM. And just happily putting along down the highway. So I'm uh, <clears throat> falling more and more in love with it. The more I ride it, the more the more I ride it, the more comfortable I get on it. And uh, it's uh, it's endearing itself. We'll see how long it lasts before I move on to something else. But in the meantime, I'm enjoying it. So that's the next big project. I have not worked on anything else, unfortunately just been busy with life and holidays and people being in and out of 
illnesses, unfortunately, it seems. So, in all of our houses, even though we're the entire country apart, it just seems like yeah. this time of year, everybody's a little bit sick. So, but yeah, that's it. And I've been working on my um, Scale Autocast project build. Uh, I put some posts up on the Scale Autocast stories the other day. I think I teased seven or eight builds that people are doing. So I don't know if you saw those stories, Andrew, but I kind of took a picture of everybody's starting process I and what they're building. And I actually started a second one just because my first one turned out to be pretty quick. So I'll be hopefully doing two builds. That's fine. Yeah. And anybody else can too. So please come join on the Discord. Tons of fun over there. Oh, goodness. I think we had a game of Craig, 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 Craig Don't Tell Me today, Andrew. We don't, because I don't even think there was any... There's no card news. Like, it's so slow. Oh, I said Craig, Craig Don't Tell Me. Yeah, I know. We do, we do have some Craig, Craig Don't Tell Me's, because I... Oh, I was just oh, okay. I, Off the top of my head, I don't think there's even any, any card news. I thought you said we don't have a Craig, Craig Don't Tell Me. I was like, yes, we do. No, we do. That's what we planned on. It's been a little while. About a month. So, <clears throat> do you, would you like to start the game, Andrew? Uh, yeah, I was making sure. A couple pedantic corrections. Oh. Excellent. Uh, Rally Santini corrected me. Rally Pacifico, when I was talking about EA Sports WRC. Okay. Uh, he's pretty sure it's supposed to be Indonesia, which makes sense. That's why that's what I was kind of getting at, and I couldn't think of the name because that's where Mitsubishi was like real big in the nineties. Won a lot of those races, so it's called Rally Pacifico. Yeah, in the game, and what's it called in, in real the life? game? Indonesia. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, and I think that event still exists. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it's part of the Asia Pacific Rally Championship, which we did discuss last. Last uh, last episode, last episode, we did talk about yeah Indonesia still existing, so and it being part of the Asia Pacific yeah. Rally Championship. And I'll have to set up another uh, EA Sports uh, rally, WRC rally. So it's just like dirt two two point um, So if you've got the game, we've got a race net club. It's out off topic. Just go to request to join it and. Uh, if you don't get approved right away, just DM me a message. I'll go in and approve it. Um, but I'll try to set one of those up to, to go weekly again. Okay. I kind of did it, and then it the holidays hit, and then I didn't do the last two. I only did I set sure. up four, and I only did two of them. So, um, oh, and we maybe I talked about this. Uh, one of our Discord users and the first guest we had on, Jared, uh, got us a, cu- a couple of us hooked into this. EA Sports WRC group that started with Dirt, um, but they do like championships, and we do it as a team. There's four of us, so it was like me, Jared, Riley Santini, this other guy, Sump Twenty Two, which I don't know his real name, um, but we finished third in the world of that. It's like the junior WRC they did. Okay. Which is pretty good out of like third and how many? Forty teams. The world? Out of like forty teams. That's really good. It's like worldwide 
Yeah, it, it's cumulative. So like, um, you know, they're, the three of them are like a lot faster than me. But if somebody crashes, then like the next person on the team with the highest points goes to the team's total. So okay. we were pretty consistent in finishing at least. So that's what put us up high on the board. Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah. <clears throat> you're, you're intimidating me from buying the game and racing with you guys because... I'm definitely not third in the world contender. <laughs> no, it, it's if they're fine. all faster it, than you, you're faster than me. I'm in trouble. <laughs> I think the game's a little more forgiving than dirt. Is it? Yeah, I had, I had moments in dirt where I was, you know, the fastest person on that section of the course. But my problem was always consistency. I was either yeah. fast or crashed. There was no. There was no. I think the game runs better. And drives better. Okay. But, well, I still haven't bought it yet. Uh, especially, I need, to, I need to buy it. Yeah, especially because we were running um, WRC two cars. I think they are, which are basically NA turbo full drive. No, sorry, NA NA turbos. NA turbo. They're yeah. no, yeah, they're turbo all drive cars that are. They don't have the crazy arrow that the new WRC cars have. They're kind of like a few generations old. Okay. And I think again. Riley Santino probably correct me on it. I think they're close to like the way R5 cars were. Okay. Um, but in the game, they basically, they drive so well. Like you feel like a hero when you're driving them. Like they drift and like you can do amazing stuff with them. But even if you feel like a hero when you're driving it, everybody in that same league was driving the same car. So to finish third in that series, is yeah. still pretty impressive. So Congratulations to all of you. I did see the talk of that in the in the Discord, but I wasn't really clear of what was happening. I didn't know it was like a team-based thing, so that's pretty awesome. Yeah, there's another Discord we all had to join. It's like JRC something. Um, they joke that there's like, you know, there's guys in that that are like really, really good. That just like, these people are just like aliens. Like, I don't know how you're that good at like a sim game. Well, I mean, only two teams beat you guys, so yeah. there are probably people who yeah, finished like I don't know. eighth There's and ninth that. who were like, "What is up with this team with Andrew and these guys on it?" Because they're either they're not human. <laughs> yeah. So it's kind of like randomly. Uh, it's pretty random, but did you see that like thirteen-year-old that beat Tetris? I did actually. Yes, the first human that ever beat Tetris. Yeah, I don't understand how we know that he beat it because the game just freezes. That's apparently that's how people have figured out that that's how the game will end. Because hmm. the only way that it's happened is they had an uh, an AI program that could do it. Oh, okay. That was the so only time it ever happened happens. before. Okay, I didn't I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah, that, that was a wild video. That kid, like, good for him. Like, I don't know if he's like a Twitch streamer or something, but he probably just made his entire career with that one video. So. Good for him. What well, what was weird was the, I saw it was like I don't know uh, a PBS video on it actually online, but they were talking about like a human only got to the thirty fifth level in twenty eighteen. The game was created in nineteen eighty five. Yeah, but it was like it's like the game just. I think the the trickiness of the game is that it just repeats and goes faster. Yep, up to a point. Yeah, I mean, listen, I've gotten nowhere near level 35, and it gets to a point where I can't even watch the screen because things are moving so fast. 
Yeah. So weird. And I've always considered myself a pretty like decent Tetris player. It's funny when Naomi had surgery a few years ago, she was down for the count for a few weeks and I bought her one of those like 252 in one game systems just so she could play old video games like on the couch while she was recovering from surgery. And she got really hooked on Tetris. And anybody who knows me knows how competitive I get with stupid games. Um, She smashed it and threw it at her foot? No, I did not. No, No, this is a different surgery anyway. Um, I did not smash it and throw it at her foot. But it became this thing where we were just going back and forth and back and forth of getting outdoing each other's high scores um, to the point where like we were getting really good at the game and really scoring pretty high. But I know for a fact we didn't get anywhere near <laughs> maxing the score out at nine, 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 nine. <laughs> so I was, uh, I was impressed with myself. And now much like those robotic racing drivers that you talk about, I'm not impressed with myself anymore because I've seen somebody else play it who beat it. Yeah. I wonder if other games will start being like that too, because the generation now is more in tune with video games. Like somebody who's 13 years old was like raised with a cell phone in his hand, you know, playing repetitive games like that. So, yeah. Plus, it has they have all the knowledge of people before that have like studied the game. Sure. So, sure. Not taking anything um, away from the kid who did it. Like it's, it's no. impressive, nonetheless. It's just I wonder if we'll start seeing more stuff like that. Like I know, like the impressive speed runs of other games from my childhood. Sometimes, like guys that could beat the entire Mario game in seventeen minutes or something. Like those records will start falling. I bet. But it's cool. It's interesting. It's 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 all funny to me that it's all history now. Like the fact that people are talking about this thirteen-year-old or fourteen-year-old, whoever old he was, that beat Tetris, a game that's been in existence since nineteen eighty-five, and nineteen eighty-five is thirty-nine years ago. Like, yes, that's history. Like, mm-hmm. when I was born, thirty-nine years prior to you being born was. A long time before that <laughs> like <laughs> it was what's uh it was 1940 like 1942 like we were world war ii <laughs> like <laughs> so it's just a weird thing to think about i guess i, I don't know no, it was uh 1970, 1917 is to 1980 as 1980 is to now. Sure. I'm just going to shut this thing down and yeah. go walk away now because my, <laughs> yeah. my life is over. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Anyway. God, 1970. So think about somebody right now when they're born today, yeah. When they get their license, say they get say their car still exists, and they get their license, and when they're sixteen years old, if they get a yep. nineteen eighty car, yes, it would be like us buying a nineteen seventeen car for our first car. Yes, 
Oof. Yeah, that's really weird, right? Yeah. Imagine pulling up to high school in your 1917 Detroit Electric. Like, <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. All right. I mean, your son right. is what? Three almost? He's three. He's three. So. Yeah. So if he has one of my cars, which are already 30. Yeah. It would be like years you old. growing up driving 1930 something. 1920 something. Ugh, gross. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want your car from 1990, dad. Yeah. Old man. That's so old. That's the last century. Ugh. That's wild to think about. Oh, man. There's going to be a... I, I wish I had a 1917 car. When I oh, my cars. God. There's going to be a pre-millennium class at car shows in the future. There already is. It's called Radwood. But I'm talking like 50 years from now. The pre-millennium class. Oh, it's going to be catch-all? Anything 1999 and down? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, probably. Yeah. Probably. Because there'll be five of us left. Who wants those old junkers? Well, that's... That's how it works now because you go to a yeah. you go to a traditional car show and there's like, you know, there's a class for muscle cars, a class for '60s imports. Then there's also pre-war, which is yeah. just anything pre-1948, pre-war. So yeah, yeah, gross. <laughs> All right, yep. Let's do some Craig Craig don't tell me and talk about old cars. Let's talk about some old garbage and Craig Craig don't tell me. <laughs> yeah. Oh man! Uh, all right, I'll do. I'll do this one first. Okay, this, this is probably the best one. I'll let the best one go first. All right. I think. I think. So, Craig, it. Craig, don't tell but... me. Anybody who doesn't know the rules are: we pick some cars off Craigslist from any market. Generally, they're going to be something in our same wheelhouse that we normally are into. Um, I don't usually choose things, and you don't usually choose things that I would have zero chance of getting. Um, we try to find something that's interesting, has a decent description. Um, that there is an outside chance, at minimum, that one of us will get right. Um, for example, I had pulled up a 76 Chevy pickup because I thought it was a good ad, um, but I was reading through it. It was not enough information for me to read it to Andrew, so I won't do that one. Um, but I do want to leave it up and look at it because it's a 76 C1500 pickup for 1500 bucks, and I want to go to Seattle and buy it. Oh, yeah. So that's the other problem with this game. I want to buy all this garbage. So, all right, Andrew, yep. you're uh, you ready to go with one for me? I'm ready to listen. All Play right. Play the Craig Craig, Craig, Craig. music. Don't tell me. Okay. Okay. This is, and you know, I know this is a good Craigslist ad, is that they somehow modified the font. Oh. To make it bigger. So they've got some skills here. They know they know computer code. One of the few American made vehicles with true luxury, providing a euphoric driving experience in the most elegant color, Carmine Red. This gorgeous blank comes fully equipped with every option available in those days and more. Especially is important that this particular vehicle is professionally Zbart rust proofed when new. Oh, they're in the eighties. Uh, also, the vehicle is only approximately 5,700 miles, uh, which may change due to local driving enjoyment. 5,700? Yep. 
Um, let's see. Blah, blah, blah. Runs, yeah, what runs well. Looks beautiful cosmetically. Here you go. Has a power Astro roof with brand new OEM weather strip. Okay. Power windows. Six-way, 50-50 dual power, genuine soft leather pillowed seats. Okay. Only found in blank models. Mm-hmm. Um, original eight-track stereo power antenna. Front windshield, new front windshield, tilt mm-hmm. telescope wheel, new simulated wood grain insert, mm-hmm. outdoor side view mirror thermometer, power door locks, power trunk release, automatic pull down, fiber optic light indicators, front and rear, mm-hmm. four and twenty five cubic inch V eight engine, oh, automatic headlights, courtesy lights. You can stop now. It's okay. Uh, okay, you got uh, it. It's Cadillac Eldorado. Yeah, uh, probably nineteen seventy seven. Specific model, maybe? Eldorado? It is Eldorado. Is a model beyond Eldorado? It's a 78 Eldorado Brits. Brits. It's all right. The, the Brits I probably wouldn't have gotten to at the trim level. Um, it's Carmine Red was GM. So it, was it Carmine Red? Yep. I don't own yep. two OEMs at Carmine Red. It's GM, and I think Porsche has one, but you said American. And then when you said mm-hmm. Astro Top... I, it sold yep. it, and then he gave me the engine displacement, which was probably too much information. And then the pillow top seats. Yeah, well, then, you know. But I was still back and forth until I was back and forth until I heard about the uh, turn signal indicators. I was going to, mm-hmm. I was still thinking like Oldsmobile or Buick or Pontiac, but the turn signal indicators were like nope with Cadillac. So, so this is uh, I've talked about the car that my grandfather has, which mm-hmm. is the 75 Eldorado. So his is white with the white vinyl, no sunroof, red leather interior. This car is opposite. Opposite. It's red body, yep. white vinyl roof. And white leather interior. Red leather interior. Oh, okay. It's quite sunny, actually. And it's had the, I didn't get to it. It's had the bumper filler panels replaced. Much like your guys' With car. the ABS ones. Yeah. yeah. Which the ones that I've I bought, I need to replace them in that car. But uh, any guesses? We're we're talking about offline. Um, people asking ridiculous prices. Okay. Um, so this car's got fifty-seven, sixty miles. It says like less than ten thousand miles. Yes, he's gonna want like forty-five thousand dollars for it. More. Huh. Okay. Sixty-five thousand dollars. Yeah, very close. Fifty nine nine. Yeah, he's uh, he's too much. That's by way too much. Times three. That car is going to be worth a little more than a regular one because it has that low mileage. If it's truly that clean and that is documented, it does look pretty clean. I'd say it's like seventeen to twenty two grand, probably. I was going to say like high. It's like twenty five. Like to, to the right, drunken old man at the golf club, probably twenty five. Yeah. But Eldorados, yeah, I don't think these cars. Eldorados are a tough sell. Coupe de Ville's much easier to sell. Not worth a ton still, but Eldorados are a tough sell. The problem with Eldorados is that they're they're large. Um, yep. But they're Front not drive. tremendously spacious inside compared to other cars that are smaller. Nope. You're crammed into the center of it. You're in the middle of the car, like directly in the middle. It's front wheel drive and kind of, to, to some people, like kind of a frightening transaxle setup. 
because they're kind of unknown. Uh, and also, they have giant big blocks that get like eight miles to the gallon. So, I I driven the other one a couple times. It's yeah. pretty cool. No, it's cool. I drive it all the time. It's but... cool. It's a cool extra car to have. Like, it's the kind of thing. Like, it's it's almost a family heirloom for you guys. Like, it's something that will be around, and you know, it's your grandfather's car, and you know, it's 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 the it's cool. And he's owned it since what? He bought it almost new right so like 77 78 he bought it no he bought it the year i was born oh okay so 80 something still a long time you're almost 40 years old my friend so the year he bought that car is as far away from now as yeah as 1944 they're crazy cars yeah because i think i've talked about this before when you're sitting in the front seat and you're driving it you are, no exaggeration, six to seven feet from the front of the car. When your grandfather bought that car? Sorry, never mind. I was trying to go back and forth here. with Days and numbers and age, but I can't. So never mind. 40 years ago. Yeah. So your grandfather was like a 50-year-old man when he bought that car. Wild. Probably. Yeah, wild. So long ago. Anyway. Very cool. Too easy, though. Too easy. Well, sometimes I get accused of picking ones that are too hard. So true. I thought that had good... That's true. Good well, description. Let it slide. Um, all right. This is one that... Uh, I'll give you a big hint up front. I would 100% drive. All right. So you know it's terrible. Yeah. I have a blank year, blank manufacturer, blank model. It is four-wheel drive. It is 119,000 miles. It is tilt, cruise, crank windows. Does have air conditioning, heater. Everything works. New fuel pump, new carburetor. 4.2 liter inline six. Automatic transmission. That's it. Hmm. Okay. So four wheel drive, four point two liter straight six, with cruise six. with cruise control, air conditioning, yeah. crank windows. heater, but crank windows. Oh boy. Well, Jeeps had a four liter, so it's not a Jeep. Hmm. It does have plaid seats. Okay. Oh, all right. All right, I got it. Okay. Um is this an AMC Eagle four drive car or whatever the heck they they were called? They were called AMC Eagles and uh you are correct. Yep. Despite your wrong information that you just came out with about Jeep having a 4 liter 6, so it's not a it's not a Jeep because before Jeep had a 4 liter 6, they had a 4.2 liter straight 6. Oh, okay. And that is the same engine that is in this AMC Eagle because it's the AMC was the manufacturer of both Jeep and Eagle vehicles. So uh, this car is amazing. It is metallic brown, very similar to my Corolla wagon, in excellent condition, um, in four-wheel drive, with plaid 
like brown and white plaid seats. The plaid is actually what got me to Eagle. Interesting. Um, this thing is super minty fresh looking. It's $8,000 and it's right here in Glendale. Um, hmm. I'm not going to go buy it, even though I want to. So it is super cool. So if anybody's looking for one of these, this one is a good deal. <laughs> it's it's a good Arizona car um, for less than ten grand with just over 100,000 huh. miles. It's cool. I will send that to you after podcast, Andrew, because you will even like it. They are terrible cars. Um, they've become kind of a cult classic, and people do like them a lot just because of how ridiculous they are. I was thinking of the uh, the one that was at Redwood in Greenwich. Was that a Sun Chaser? So, yes, that was a Sun Chaser convertible. It was based on the AMC Coupe, which wasn't called an AMC Eagle. Did that have plaid seats? It did. Yeah. Okay. That's this what, has the see, same, that's how I got there. This has the same pattern. So that car was kind of a cream, yellow, beige... Yeah. Color with the prosthetic arm. Yep. Prosthetic like beige. Um, with the sit, but it had the brown interior with the plaid seats, which is what this car also has. Mm. So, yeah, I'm way into it. I want it. Be a cool adventure vehicle, okay. cool camping vehicle. I dig it. All right. Okay. Blank, blank, blank. Bought out of California years ago, not driven in winter. Zero rot in the body and frame. Uh, let's see. Engine transmission have been very low miles since they've been rebuilt. Uh, it's a 400 blank, turbo 400 transmission. I have paperwork, many of the parts. It's a 73 400 block. With 69 number 48 RA3 heads. Uh, it has 30 over forged pistons, Ellerbrock Performer RPM cam lifters made long ago before the present day cam lifter problems. I don't know what that's about. I don't know either. Cam is similar to the factory RA3 cam. Ellerbrock aluminum intake, four barrel carb. Has received $700 worth of work back then. Has AME's reproduction factory style long branch cast iron manifolds. A nice dual exhaust with an X pipe crossover. I haven't heard X pipe crossover in a long time. Yeah, because the old Mustang, five liter Mustang. Yeah. Days with Joe. For some reason, this car's exhaust note sounds extremely good. It's not too loud, and I have plenty of friends with built hot rods. This thing sounds really good. Uh, Interrod ignition system, battery tray, solid original brake lines, fuel lines are solid. Convertible box frame, it's totally rock free. Uh, let's see. Don't know the original bench front seat. Currently has a power one out of a Cadillac. <laughs> that must look terrible. Uh, I didn't get the PHS report. Oh, it's, it's a giveaway. If the 400 wasn't, <laughs> that is it. Um, this is a 70 Pontiac Le Mans convertible. So close. 69. So close. Pontiac Firebird convertible. Uh, yeah, nope. I mean, you're in, you're like 
in the infield. What else you got? Well, convertibles. Grand Prix King convertible. Nope. Not a Lama. Well, I mean, is it, is it a GTO? No, it can't be GTO nope. because the the. Uh. Come on, what else does Pontiac have? For convertibles? Yeah. They had a Lama. They had a Grand Prix. Actually, yep. Grand Prix might not even been a convertible in the early 70s. They had a Firebird. They had a GTO. And? A Bonneville. Related to a Bonneville. A Catalina. <laughs> yes. All right. <laughs> 67 Catalina. Okay, I should have gone with... Catalina is my first guess because the last car was a car you guys own, and this car is a car you guys own. <laughs> yeah. Excellent. Um, yeah, there was a lot of information in that one that PHS sold it for sure, but I was pretty much at, at Pontiac already with 400. And yeah. then you talked about the exhaust manifolds, and that manufacturer is Pontiac, I think, as well. Pontiac Exclusive, I think, as well. And then PHS sold yeah. it as Pontiac. So. The other information had to kind of be guessed. Convertible box frame led me to believe convertible, obviously. But everything mm-hmm. else was modified, so it was tough. So. All right. Excellent. I have two more for you. I do as well. This one is a car that is far from perfect. Good start. This car is far from perfect. But that's what could make it perfect for the right person. I'm not looking to make a right. ton of money off of it, but I also won't give it away. I just okay. figured someone would benefit from a very transparent posting from a insert manufacturer mechanic. Parentheses. Is this me selling this car in the future? Parentheses. Me. I just finished my blank car and no longer need... Uh, sorry. I just finished my track car and no longer need my street car. It has been a blast. I just want to find its way to someone like me when I was younger. If any of you want a fun toy needing some TLC or want to get your kid into a slow and fun car, this might be up your alley. It has been tracked, autocrossed, and subject to general mayhem you'd expect from a 20-year-old until now. I'm now 34. In parentheses. This car came with stock matching black 951 seats. Or I can sell it with a pair of worn Sparco revs. Again, worn out, but perfect as a starter seat for an enthusiast with a narrow th- narrower frame like me. Parentheses. My waistline is 32 inches. I'm not 100% sure on which wheels I will include. Likely 16-inch factory wheels, but money always talks. Good. Compression lowest is 150. Highest is 175. New timing belt, water pump, balance shaft. Lindsay AC Delete. Factory manual steering swapped. Cross-drilled crank. Oil pan baffle, modified pickup tube. Cylinder head decked. Sacks, sport clutch and pressure plate. Fresh speed and re- reference sensors. Refurbished AFM. Dash clock works. Lindsay Plug wires, recently installed with new plugs, new distributor cap rotor, eye back springs in the front, 
new sway bars front and rear, new rotors, EBC yellow stuff, slotted rotors, stainless brake lines, Boston acoustic speakers, the meh, deviation on compression is mild, but it runs well, smoke on cold start, blah, blah, blah. Um, let's some important stuff here. It's getting a little, getting a little wordy. Uh, the bad. Rear damage due to a guardrail. To a nerd like my dad, it's horrific. To a track rat or younger kid like myself, it's not much. It leaks water from the battery tray and sunroof. Steering column bearings need replaced. Headlight covers mismatched. Sunroof area is plastidept, plasti-dipped, in an attempt to stop the leaking sunroof. Instrument cluster no longer tracks mileage. Also, intermittently, it does not work. The wiring harness is completely worn out and could use replacing. All right. Um, this is a... My favorite car in the whole wide world, a 944. It's a 944, yes. It is an absolute destroyed 944, 1985.5. Um, that has been owned by somebody. It was. It sounds like it was their first car, and they've had it for about 15 years. Uh, and it looks like a car that was somebody's first car, and they had it for about 15 years. Yeah. Uh, it has a pretty dinged up quarter panel rear bumper rear filler panel bullet taillights it has completely tattered sparco rev seats completely tattered sparco steering wheel plus all the other negatives that i said and i even skipped over a bunch uh and he wants seventy five hundred dollars yes i um originally i was like this is either gonna be a miata and then you started describing some other stuff I'm like nope 944. Yeah, we got to stuff like Lindsay parts. You like that's got to be yeah. a German car and a Sax sport clutch. Now it's definitely a German car. Yep. And then I think the big, the big, the big tell is uh, the balance, balance shaft. Yeah. Because that's either going to be a Mitsubishi or I mean, other cars have balance shafts too, but you don't hear about them unless you're talking about a Mitsubishi or a 944. So yeah, there was some other stuff in here too that was like, guy, you're not helping yourself here at all. I do like the fact that he plastic dipped the sunroof housing to stop it from leaking. It's not how that works. Hey. Can't uh, fault a guy for trying. Yep. Trying to sell it for $7,500. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. The car is at least three different colors as well. It's it's rough. If this car is worth $7,500, then my 944 is worth $25,000. $5,000? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which it's not. So, all right. All right. Here we go. 2.8 manual, silky smooth six cylinder, super low mileage, silver exterior, uh, ER, ECRU interior. I don't know what that means. E-C- with very rare cloth sports seats. Okay. An original California car with no modifications, except for an iPhone adapter. Purchased on Bring a Trailer in August of 2022. Ooh, so some of you overpaid, so they want too much money for it. I don't think so. But um, 
yeah, that's all I got. So the other two had a lot of information. This has got almost nothing. So sport seats. Yeah. So it's a luxury so cloth sports. So seats. it's a, a luxury brand that has a sports seat option. Like yep. Audi has cloth sports seats. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mercedes or BMW might offer cloth sports seats. Um, yeah, two point eight V six. Yeah, that's where I'm a little lost. Two point eight V six has me thinking is he leaning towards Audi? What was the transmission again? Manual. Didn't say how many speeds. Uh, no. Manual transmission, cloth sports seats, two point eight V six. Yep. I don't know what ECRU means. That's probably a dead giveaway because it's probably a specific. Yeah. Vehicle. Um. I'm gonna first guess Audi A4, like a B5. Bing, bing, bing! You got it. Did I really? 2001 A4, two eight manual. All right, that's cool. Silver. So yours was a 18T. Yes. With the sport seats, right? Correct. I had cloth yeah. sport seats. Mine was a 18T Sport. So it had yeah. factory springs or one inch lower. It had cloth sport seats. And the coolest thing that I thought, like other than that, that those are the coolest things. But it also, so the the factory performance one, the S four had wooden interior trim, but the sport package A four had brushed aluminum, and it looked way sportier than the S four. Yeah. So. These, I think we've talked about this before. This generation car has aged remarkably well. So good. They were like controversial when they first came out too. People were like, "Oh my god, it's so bubbly looking!" Like. No, it's a really good-looking car. They're a little yeah. complicated in the suspension design. They're multi-link front and rear. Um, I think it's like four control arms per corner. But once you've gotten past that, and once you've done like the main services, like timing belts and whatnot, they're pretty solid cars. They're pretty, they're pretty easy to work on in comparison to their S4 brethren. Like you get a one eight T, it's a simple car. Everything's accessible. I would not stay stray away from buying another one. If I found another like late model like mine was, 2001 and a half, 1.8T sport package five-speed car, I'd definitely buy that car. That was a fun car. Well, in silver, it's like, this just makes me think of the touring car with the big three Audi rings, red Audi rings inside of Four it. Four Audi rings. Three Audi rings is the Four. Walmart yeah. knockoff. Yeah. It's Audi. Yeah. It's Audi guts. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I I genuinely liked that car. It was a very good car. And the only reason I got rid of it was because I got I was into it really inexpensively and I was able to trade it towards the Evo at the time. So Um Whatever E R E C R U is, it's like a light gray with wood. Like the walnut. Oh, it's the color? Maybe? E C R U It's not black. A crew. Yeah, yours was black. No, mine was right gray. or dark gray. Yeah, gray. This is like a lighter gray. This is not that dark gray because I feel like it was the same as like your Google, golf. Google says that ECRU is a color. Yeah, my golf was gray interior. Oh my! Yeah, but wait, which car are we talking about? Your Mark IV Golf. That was the same gray as my Audi. Yeah, which is really like a dark gray, almost black, like like German gray. Yes, yeah, it's, it's dark. It's dark gray for sure. Both my Mark IV GTI 
and my Audi A4 were the same color combo. They were both that reflex silver with the gray, yeah. black, grayish black cloth interior. So both 1.8 turbo cars. Both good cars, actually. Yeah, so ECRU is unbleached linen is the, is the color description. Yeah, that's kind of what this looks like. It's I don't know that I've ever u- heard it used as like a descriptor for a car interior, but sure. Actually, my Mark VI Jetta Wagon was a similar color, but vinyl. And that, yeah, because and it was vinyl, the way it looked good. This guy took pictures at sunset, so maybe that's why it looks kind of gray, but it's probably more beige. Yeah. I can't even picture a cloth interior in that gen that wasn't gray in that generation Audi. So I'll send it to you afterwards. Yeah. Um, he only wants nine grand for it, which seems crazy, but I guess in the grand scheme of things, maybe not. Also doesn't seem that bad. Yeah. It's like high, but not like it's funny because I'm going to reference an offline conversation that we had recently. To you, that doesn't seem bad for that car, but you thought the Gallant VR4 for nine grand seemed like a lot. Yeah, because it's like a molested car. It didn't seem like it was, though. I don't know. It's just weird. I also wouldn't want the V6 for nine grand. I'd rather have a 1.8T. Yeah, the V6 is not a special motor. It's not a VR6. This is a regular V6. Um, Mm -hmm. It's not bad. But it's but not. It doesn't have a turbo. You can't just special. make it fast. Yeah, it's not special. <laughs> so you know, I would I would search for a one eight T car, and that's like a, a really good deal on a two eight car. But I would definitely search for a. Not that I need another wagon, but a one eight T wagon in those cars is really cool too. Yep, Hibiscus Red one eight T wagon would be the best. Actually, Hibiscus Red sedan be good too. Yeah, I think I'd, I'd like to also have none of those cars out of color because mine was silver like they all are. But yeah. if you remember, I bought that car. That super, it was only a year old when I got it. Yeah, that super rare yellow they had too. That's the, the one that sits near, sits near our parents' house. Yeah. yeah, there's a really nice, I think it was called Cactus Green they had. It was a nice green color. They had that weird yellow, like highlighter yellow. Hibiscus Red was deep burgundy. That was amazing. There was some really good colors in those cars. Just most of them were silver, which is why mm. the reason I bought mine was because it was dirt cheap. I think I paid eleven thousand dollars for it, um, and it was a one-year-old Audi. Like it was like a thirty-thousand-dollar car. It needed. It was hit on the passenger side rear door. It needed a door, so I think I bought it for like eleven grand and immediately drove it to. Um, if you remember, it's gone now, but Junior's Auto Body. Actually, you do remember that because they did your Honda, I think. Yeah. Um, and they hung a door on it and painted it, and I was into that car so cheap. <laughs> but that's the reason I got rid of it, too, because I think I got twenty-two dollars or $23,000 on my trade-in. So, hmm. yeah. Crazy. It's a, still kind of a once-in-a-lifetime deal I got in that car, so... That was a good car, though. That was the car that kind of brought me into driving normal cars for a little bit because it was it was kind of brought me into like a modern era car. So, all right, one more available now. Blank, blank, blank. Turbocharged 
manual, four-wheel drive, 48,000 miles. We are offering this stunning blank, blank, blank to a new owner. This blank is fitted with the turbocharged four-cylinder engine, selectable four-wheel drive, and five-speed manual transmission. New tires have been fitted. If you're after a turnkey, unique, and efficient vehicle that can survive all road conditions, look no further. Hmm. So a little information a little later on. It's going to be a little bit of a possibly too much information, but I'll give it to you anyway. Uh, five-speed manual transmission, selectable four-wheel drive, 660cc turbo. Oh, okay, yeah, because that was really throwing me off. I didn't know what you could get with a manual turbo that has selectable four-wheel drive mm -hmm. that was built in the United States mm -hmm. or for the U.S. market. Um, so it's K-Car. It is. Um, it's got to be some sort of, was there a Turbo K truck? There have been many turbo K trucks. Is it like a Subaru Sandbar? Whatever the hell it was? It is not. Okay. Honda Acti? Think more auto off topic. Oh. See, I wasn't going for the obvious one. So it's some sort of Mitsubishi minicab thing. Think more auto off topic. Okay. Is it uh, Piero Mini? It is Piero Mini, yes. Okay. So, I picked this because, A, I thought you had a pretty good chance of getting it. Um, but also to have a conversation regarding the price on these vehicles. Okay, so... 48,000 It's sometimes... Hold on. Sometimes it's like, I don't want to go right for the Mitsubishi because I feel like it's a trap. Right. Because we could, <laughs> you or I could either go for something that's that obvious yes. or not. Correct. To just throw each other off. No, I got you. But all right, but go I, ahead with the price. I, I almost didn't pick it because it's too simple, but I wanted to have a conversation about the price on these vehicles and what you think is a fair market value for a 47,000 mile Pajero Mini. Now, keep in mind there's a Pajero Mini and a Pajero Junior. And the Mini is a 660cc turbo, and the Junior is the 11 or 1200cc non-turbo. Um, where do you think a fair market for one of these is? A Mini? This is the 660cc uh, four-cylinder turbo. 10 grand max. Okay. To me. Okay. So we're in the right range. They want 9850 yeah, I mean, but we may have talked about it on the show before. You know, a mini can't go on the highway. I mean, it can. Uh, junior can. Be like, it'll be like my motorcycle, where yeah. it's like topped out at 70. So, I don't know. They're I super. I'd rather have the junior. They're super cute. <laughs> I do like them a lot. I don't, I don't, but as far as I don't, 10 grand like them. But the problem is, Andrew, is that I don't ten grand like anything. No, like I just want to buy eight hundred dollars cars forever, but they don't exist anymore. So, 
a sad. All right. That's mm-hmm. all I have for cars for you, Andrew. All right. I got one more. We're doing a time. All right. We'll squeeze in one more here, then we'll finish up. You can tell we're kind of stalling for content here till we get into the better seasons. Yeah. Well, I'll have content next week, so we're good. Um. All right. Plus, you will have blank, blank, blank. You, you, you need, five speed. Oh, All right. Listen, blank, 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 five speed. I'm going to go. Right. <laughs> yep. Five speed. California car with new factory leather seats. AC, power windows, sunroof, power locks, blank six cylinder. Car's always garage, amazing condition, drives as good as it looks. Recently installed Bilstein shocks, new disc brakes, new Michelin tires, finished in Alpine white, blue leather interior. Mm-hmm. Comes an extra set of original Alpina wheels. Mm-hmm. E36 325i. Convertible. Nope. Right manufacturer, way off on the gens. Did you say convertible top? No. Way off. Just said California car. White with blue interior. Mm hmm. I guess blue didn't come in an E30, so is it way off in the gens? Yep. Do you say an E30 or E36? I said E36. Yes. You're off in the generation. So it's an E30. Closer. So it's an E twenty one. Uh almost. Oh. Oh, I think I, I stuck myself on three series. It's one of the first ones you said off on the gens. Is it, is it not a three series? It's not a three series. Okay, so it's an E twenty eight. Uh no. I'm just now I'm just listing off all the BMW generated names and generations. Um, M36 cylinder, if that helps. It doesn't because I don't know BMWs enough. I like that you blanked it out originally because if you said M30, I would have got BMW immediately. But then when you got to Alpine, Alpine white and over blue, I knew it was a BMW. And then you said Alpina wheels, and then it was just sold. Um, I don't know what the M30 came in. Um, I think it came in an E30. But he says it's not an E30 and it's not an E28. So it's not an E36. And you said E36 was way off. So that's really throwing me for a loop. I guess yeah. there's E... I don't know the generation, the numbers of these. The 6 Series Coupes. It could be that. Um... Nope. It could be a seven series big body sedan. I mean, it could be anything like that. They're pretty. The description doesn't give me enough beyond that. I'm just going to start guessing BMW. Okay. So I get the right it's the right a... car. It's a BMW, and it's got to be of the '80s era with the white over blue. I yep. just don't know which one because they all could be had that way. All right. Um, I'll give it to here. Eighty-one BMW five twenty-eight i. So it's an E twenty-eight. Uh, E12. Oh, just before the E28. Mm-hmm. Is it it's white over blue? 
white over blue. It's very pretty. It's uh, I'll send this one to you too. It's spectacular looking. Um, um, is expensive? No, you won't buy it because it's eighteen thousand dollars. Um, it's feels like it's priced high, but yeah, the interior looks pretty. That is on the that is on the high side for sure. If you remember when I was in Seattle a few months ago, I actually was considering purchasing one um an e12 and driving it home that was blue interior with a blue exterior and it was a pretty clean car and it was like thirty eight hundred dollars like this car looks really nice there's a picture of it on the uh alpina wheels yep it's got that big chin spoiler um the bumpers are kind of big but they're not like super big All right. Yeah, well, like... yeah, but unfortunately, I'm, I'm not going to get any more close on other than 80s BMW. Yeah. But excellent. That was a good uh, a good run of Craig Craig's. So uh, I think that with that, we're going to end the episode. I want to wish you good luck in your upcoming Nor'easter. Yes. Okay. We uh, got it in there at the end. Yeah, a little weather, little weather talk at the end. So, all right. Andrew, close it up. Yeah, where can they find you, Brad? Oh, they can find me on Instagram at TSISS350 and at Scale Autocast, mm-hmm. and also the same names on threads. Yes, uh, Out Off Topic Podcast on Facebook, Out Off Topic on Instagram, threads, and I am Race and Anger on Instagram and threads as well. And also, yeah, Scale Autocast. We're doing the build there. So if you're doing one, either tag us in photos you've got on Instagram or wherever. Or send them to us and we'll share them yep. if you want. Um, yeah, it's open to anyone. And there's no prize and we're just doing it for fun. And we'll probably try to keep it going sure. over the year. Yeah, we'll do another one afterwards for sure. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Because I am really enjoying getting back into building them so far. Good. This is why I wanted to do it. All right. All right cool. Keep cars analog and aim for the roses. <laughs>